0: Greetings from Dr. Peter McLuhan, your host for another adventure in the life Jesus modeled. Our topic today is Announcing Radical Ministry. As we follow the life that Jesus modeled, it is my desire that we find ourselves in Jesus' story. I want us to discover ourselves in all the experiences of Jesus. We need what He needed, so we can do what Jesus said we can do. Last week we followed the steps of Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the devil. We learn from Jesus that we can trust the Lord for the provision we need in life. We can trust the Lord for the plan He has for our life, and we can trust the Lord for the protection we need in life. Jesus went into the desert by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. We read in Luke chapter 4 verse 14 and 15, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about Him went throughout all the surrounding country, and He taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. After the Spirit of God came upon Jesus, He returned to Nazareth to announce the beginning of His public ministry. Luke says He came to Nazareth where He had been brought up, and as was His custom, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read, Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. Ministry usually starts in your hometown, where people might not see in you what the Lord sees in you. The Holy Spirit took Jesus from a humble home to give him a name that is above every name. He knows how to take you from your humble beginning and launch you into a radical ministry that will change the world around you. On the day the scroll was placed on the table for Jesus to read, his life was changed forever. Jesus found his calling in the scroll of Isaiah. John the Baptist found his calling in the scroll of Isaiah. I found my calling in the scroll of Isaiah. And you too can find yours in Isaiah. Jesus unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written, Luke chapter 4 and verse 17, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The anointing you carry will bring good news to downtrodden people, It will set people free from captivity, both physically and spiritually. Eyes will see, ears will open, and the lame will walk. People will learn to walk with the favor of God on their lives. After reading from Isaiah, Jesus rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your ears. What a stunning, radical announcement. Luke says in chapter 4 and verse 22, So all bore witness to him, and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. This word witness is an important word. It carries the idea that what was just said resonated within the hearts of those who heard it. For the first time in 400 years, an authentic prophetic voice echoed through the synagogue in Nazareth. People were hungry for God and wanted what Jesus brought to them on that day. It was a high moment in Nazareth until someone asked a question. Is this not Joseph's son? Luke chapter 4 and verse 22 As soon as we receive a word from the Lord, the enemy always raises a question to attack that word. That question robbed the people of Nazareth from experiencing the power of God in their lives through the hands of Jesus. Jesus had as much power to release in Nazareth as he did anywhere, but the people cut themselves off from receiving it. Why did they do that? They believed a lie. It's the danger embedded in asking the wrong question. So how much power does the Lord have? Well, you would answer and say all, and of course you're correct. And how much power does the enemy have? Be careful with your response. The only power he has is the power that we surrender to him. We cannot allow the enemy's question to undermine the strength of a word from the Lord. Jesus did not lose his power, but the people who questioned his anointing lost access to his power in their lives. So how do we keep from losing access to Jesus's power? Listen to what Jesus said. He said, doubtless, you will quote this proverb concerning me, physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did in Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. Luke chapter 4 verse 23 and 24. Matthew added this thought, The one who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person, because he is righteous, will receive a righteous person's reward. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 41. What does this mean? If we honor a prophet, we will have access to the gift of being prophetic. When we recognize the anointing on a servant, we have access to the gift that that servant carries. Nazareth had its moment to say yes, but they allowed a question to undermine their opportunity. They declined access to the power of God. Jesus explained it this way, I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elisha's time, when the sky was shut up for three years, and there was a severe drought and famine in the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to the widow of Zarephath in the region of Sidon. Luke chapter 4 verse 25 and 26. And he said, There were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha, Yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman, the Syrian, Luke chapter 4 and verse 27. Elijah carried anointing for provision. Elisha carried an anointing for healing. Sometimes it's shocking to see who is receptive to what God is doing. Provision and healing were both within reach of Israel. You are within reach of the breakthrough that you are longing for. Well, there's a great cost to believing a lie. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of town, and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so they could throw him down from the cliff. Luke chapter 4, 28 and 29. But passing through their midst, he went away. Luke chapter 4 and verse 30. What a tragic moment for the people of that town. Jesus walked away from them. Don't let Jesus walk away from you. Next week, we'll continue studying the life Jesus modeled. Before I leave, let me take a few moments and pray with you. Thank you, Lord, for this great announcement of radical ministry we have just learned about. And we don't want Jesus to walk away from us. You've never received Jesus as your Savior and the message that you have heard is burning within your heart. It's resonating that Jesus has power to heal, and power to save, and power to overcome the challenges of life. I invite you to ask Jesus to come into your life to forgive you for your sin, to receive what he did for you on the cross, and become his child. And I release upon you anointing. I release upon you provision. I release upon you the ability to flow and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow in power, to flow in authority. Now, to walk in these anointings in ministry, you'll need to walk with people who carry healing and carry provision. What you respect, you will carry. John found his calling in Isaiah. Jesus found his calling. I found my calling in Isaiah. I release upon you an understanding of the anointing that is upon your life. I protect you from those who will question your calling. I protect you from those who will ask you an undermining word to suggest that God can't use you. It's not true. If God has called you, that word will be challenged, but you can overcome that challenge and walk in all that God has called you to walk in. God bless you and strengthen you as you go forward in ministry from this time we've had together today. May his power rest upon you. Next week, we'll continue studying the life Jesus modeled.